So it's been a while since I've talked with my good friend Karsten, and he said, what have you been listening to? And I want to show him what I've been listening to. This. It is the original pressing of the 1984 album uh, Speaking in Tongues by the Talking Heads. And no. what? No. What? It's not. It's Spinga. Yes. T N E's by Ta Lucky in Chet Aids. You, you, you. Yeah, okay. Well, not exactly. This is literally the meme that everyone talks about when it's got weird spaces in it. Like, do you pronounce it the way that it should be, or do you acknowledge the spaces? It's got some spaces in there. It's Talaki in Yeah, it does have some spaces, and then it's got a picture of the same chair tipped four different ways. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But, so... And it's speaking in tongues, you see? Yeah. You see? Okay. Sorry. Original pressing. Carry on. It's not mine. I, oh. Unfortunately. Uh, but uh, I'll just sit, t- weave this little tale c- quick. I, I got a, a, a phone call from one of my friends, and I was actually out having dinner with my family, and he said, Barry, what are you doing? And I was like, um, having dinner. you got to come over as soon as you can. Like, like as soon as I can, like you're bleeding out, or as soon as I can, like you need help lifting a chair out of your car. He's like, no, 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 just take your time, but come over tonight. I'm like, okay. So I, after I was done eating with my family, I said, I'm going to go over to my friend's house, and he, he needs something. So I go over there. He's got four, uh, you know, reusable grocery bags full of records. And he's like, I got these for my uncle. We need to take a look. And I was like, okay. And I started flipping through, and I was like, oh, oh. Every record was better than the last. And, um, I mean, there's like 12 original Beatles albums in there and just a, a ton of very collectible. But, I mean, I suppose depending on the, on the, uh, on the uh, uh, condition of the record, but just... Just a ton of like the music to have on vinyl from the late 60s to the early 80s. And so he said, well, you can borrow. He's like, these have been played. So it's like, I'm not like, oh, we got to put them all behind glass. So here, take some. And I said, well, I'll just take like five at a time. And I saw there was quite a, there was a couple uh, Talking Heads albums. And I was like, you know, I know a little bit about the Talking Heads. So let's, let's do a deep dive. And then probably like two days after Carson's like, what are you listening to? And I'm like talking heads. And so there was a couple albums I could have chosen, but I just decided to go with this one because this one has burning down the house, which is their highest ranked or highest chart placing uh, song in the United States. Now, if you're a talking heads fan or uh, David Byrne fan, you might say, well, that doesn't really matter at all. And you're probably right. You are right. It doesn't matter, but as far as listeners, you you more than likely than not know the song "Burning Down the House." So that's why I chose Talking Heads. No, that's awesome though. That that sounds like a pretty awesome record mix though. For yeah, no, stuff. it's you have to you'll have to keep us appraised of what else is in those bags, and then send the address and when he won't be home. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, uh, there's, I, I, I know, I think this, these bags of random records are going to be a couple of episodes for sure, because they're just kind of like deep dives of music that, you know, is like important and of a time, but you really don't talk about it anymore. And that's kind of what I thought about talking heads. And so I went, uh, like I said, with this album, uh, I forget I'm not a huge, but the talking heads, I got to say, mostly my exposure to talking heads is, you know, FM radio in the eighties. And then, um, I've seen what was the, uh, the David Byrne show, uh, like American utopia that was out, I think in 2017. Did you see that? I didn't watch it. <laughs> I'll be honest. So my whole thing with the talking heads, it's not that I have, I dislike the talking heads, but I also wouldn't say it's something that I've ever sought out. Sure. I will say burning down the house, which is their, again, arguably, I will say most popular song yep. in the U S just doesn't it just doesn't get me i just don't vibe with it and like it it feels like in a way it's like sweet caroline by neil diamond in that everybody wants the chorus and yes there are verses right but you're there for the chorus and it feels like one that at some point in my life I will make a strong connection to it, and it's like, oh, I get it. But as it is right now, it's just burn, burn, burning down. The house. Like that's 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 all I need, and so it's something that I don't feel like it. I don't know. It 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 just doesn't strike me for like a very strong connection, and sure. I felt like that even with this whole album. It's a good album. I feel like it's really good. But just because something's good also doesn't mean I necessarily want to listen to it all the time. No, no, I I think that's fair. And, you know, one of the things with, you know, Talking Heads and David Byrne, mm-hmm. th- there's, there's a lot of, like, ego and artistry and, like, you know, I, I'm always one of those people who, you know, kind of scoff at, like, the art world. Not at art. But at the art world, there mm-hmm. are painting there are there are, there are paintings where plant is slung against a canvas and dries, and it's worth twenty million dollars. Mm-hmm. And there's paintings where people sling paint against a canvas, and it is now you've wasted a canvas because you can't paint over that slop. And I'm ki- I'm kind of on the who decides. Well, obviously the marketplace, but you know yeah. it's not me and. A lot of times, you know, it's the whole thing. It's like, what my kid could pay, could have painted something like that, you know? And it's like, well, uh, so, and knowing that kind of David Byrne, especially these days, is kind of considered a very you know, artistic and things have purpose and he's got, you know, he's trying to make a point and he is David Byrne, the artist, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it. I don't know if any if you well you said you didn't see American Utopia, uh, but you know it's very, um, it's very, very party, and, well, and it's and not I'll a bad show, but it it's very, it's also very kind of like full of itself. Yeah, and, which and, and there's a point where when you reach a certain when you reach a level, 
you know what, you're you're not playing in a garage anymore. Right. And there is that point where having hung around enough artists, there's a point where it's not that you don't give a crap what people think, but just because something was done, there's there's complexity in simplicity. And right. I think that that's a thing within art. So one of those stories kind of similar to that was I was working in this theater and I was up in the in the catwalks hanging some lights and there's this conversation taking place amongst artists who mm-hmm. were um, bitching about Owl City, the band. Well, the person, but the band. We'll say the band. Right. And they were like, God, you know, like the writing is just so bad. Like the lyrics are just so bad. And then they regurgitated like two or three verses of an obscure Owl City song, critiquing them. And right. I was like, the fuck do you know this song? Like, honestly, <laughs> this isn't a mainstream hit. Like, this is track eight on on their first pre-release that went on MySpace. Like, when you're shit-talking, you're a fan, but you're trying to save face here. And I, I feel that's so funny. Where, at its root, when you say who who determines that, it comes down to, like, who's going to pay for it. You got a, you got a painting, who's going to pay for it? Yet... A streaming service, how many people are going to stream it? Who's going to watch it, et cetera? And there is a point where it's a matter of like, there is always this stigma around once you once it becomes that art of like, oh, you don't get it or this or that. And I think that that's really where I do try to toe that line of like, I can appreciate something. Mm-hmm. And like, I will use the example of like, the production on any Justin Bieber track is phenomenal. It yep. doesn't mean I'm going to listen to it all the time, but I can appreciate the production value right. that went into it. And that's not me shitting on Justin Bieber. It's more of just a matter of like, there is so much work that went into that, right. that went into that production. You're going into a studio with a budget that's insane. Yeah, there's going to be amazing stuff. Kanye West, all of his production, really great. Is it necessarily the music I want to listen to? No, but the production value is awesome. Right. And I think that with this one, I wish I could put a finger on why it just doesn't strike a chord with me, mm-hmm. but I, I can't like, it's not the production. It's not the individual songs. Honestly, the thing is like, it seems like a great album to put on while you're doing work. Like yeah. I'm going to pay a fair amount of attention. Like just, it, it's got steady beats, keeping similar BPMs. It transitions track to track really well. Mm-hmm. Listen to it a couple times. And it was like, yeah, this is fine. But it was, it, I think that maybe, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going, thanks for being my therapist here, Barry. I'm just going to go ahead and make a breakthrough here. I think my thing is it's artistic enough, using that terminology, that you want to listen. But right. there isn't as much movement that is there for you to do the deep listen right. for me. And so it's like that somewhere <clears throat> in between where I imagine a live performance of this, fucking awesome. Right. I imagine that if I was having a listen with a bunch of friends, it would be great. It's an experience piece, not so much a I'm going to listen to this by myself and vibe on it. Well, let me let me get into that, because one of the things about, you know, talking heads and like I said, I'd I'd seen um, American Utopia. I know, you know, David Byrne has things to say or mm-hmm. but so I was like, OK, well, let's let's listen to this. Let's let's listen to what was going on in the 80s. There's a lot of things going on in the 80s that I probably really didn't know about because I was quite young. But um, so I was reading about how burning down the house became a thing. And it was actually uh, one of the band members 
was went to a George Clinton uh, a concert and was talking about it and he was talking oh we gotta we gotta do a funk piece we gotta do a funk piece and then he was like ah they're always yelling let's burn down the house let's burn down the house and so David Byrne came up with all the lyrics just by shouting random words during rehearsal while they were writing this and I think that's where I wanted to have a deeper meaning in burning down the house, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, you know, it's America, but we have this drug problem or, you know, we we're getting rid of uh, health care for for disabled vets or something about that, you know. But no, it was it was the randomness and just stealing a line from George Clinton that actually was the makeup of the lyrics. And so, like you say, it's not a bad song, but it's just lacking that it it's a pop hit and it's not a deep song. I'm trying to remember, it was like one of the first episodes of the podcast. I had a guest on and they talked about the song. I want to say it's Sex is on Fire by King of Leon or something. Yeah, yeah. And the song was that was not the lyrics, but it was so un like unintelligible that that's what the producer heard. Right. So they made it that. And, <laughs> and it got like, a DeVita. You hope it's exactly, you hope it's something better. It's not, it's just, Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Now that being said, I think, you know, if you listen to it, uh, burning down the house while poppy and memorable is not the best song on this album. I would say like, uh, girlfriend is better or slippery people um it they're they're better swamp is just a stone cold groove and uh i don't know I, it's one of these things where you know if you i i, I think we're <laughs> most of the people listening to this are going like yeah we know burning down house and maybe that one guy is like yeah yeah i remember swamp so i i think if you're gonna listen to uh, this album, you can need to go download it and or stream it and and listen to it. It's it's a good listen and and uh, you know it's good car listen if you haven't heard it before. But there again, I don't think you really. The problem that I have with this album, because I'm a self righteous asshole, is David Byrne sounds like he's a preacher in a lot of it because he's got that Scottish. He doesn't really sing; he just kind of yells at different levels. And the the pacing almost sounds like an old school preacher on a pulpit. And I can absolutely hear that. Like, I didn't put that together. But as you're saying it, yes, yes, that's a great description for it. Right. And and that's kind of great when you have a point. But Mm -hmm. I don't think he had a point when he was making this album. I think he was just he was doing he was he was doing interesting things. And you have to do. You have to find interesting ways to make noise, to make music move forward. And this was a new age band. And honestly, if you listen to the al- the two albums before this, this album is more three-dimensional. It's got a lot more depth, more layers. The rhythm is more complicated. It's a very interesting sounding album. There's stuff going on every which way. Um, and, you know, they're mixing... Uh, analog instrumentation with with digital instrumentation um and you know they're just they're making some great sounding music and so it's it's new wave 
but it doesn't sound like most of the new wave out there. You know, this isn't like, you know, this isn't like Axel F. Axel F is one of those songs everybody knows, but it's like one layer. That is, that is just a thick layer of frosting. Whereas this is, you know, many, many layers together and a pretty great sound. Uh, anyway. Well, and I, th- and I think that going back to what you were, what you were saying there is, there is, yes, there's a lot of depth. And I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> so, I was hoping that if I started talking, as I started talking, it just gone. And I was like, maybe I'll talk long enough to figure it out. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to. I'm sure it was. Oh, okay. I do remember. All right. I'm probably going to keep all that too. Um, The album, as you're talking about the dimensions to it, this feels like an album that if you are three drinks in, it's a great time to listen to it. It just feels like it's a fun thing to explore. How many drinks in are you, Barry, right now? He's taking a nice long drink. This this is one. Okay, all right. But it it feels like that type of thing, like burning down the house, if you play it and it's just like, it just goes on the radio, you're like, all right, it's fine. (coughs) But... If you're three or four drinks in and that song comes on, it's a whole different energy. Right. And I feel like that that kind of goes back to that. Some of the things that just are like, it's just not quite this. It's not quite that. All goes away. And that may be that I'm just an old man now. And when I'm looking for my music, it's not the, I'm so young and spry and full of energy. And I'm, I'm not. like, yeah. and, and I think that maybe that's kind of that difference. So I, I would say have a couple drinks, throw it on. With some friends, it's definitely worth a listen. It is. Right. Also, I know you wanted to talk about the cover. Oh, right. So, uh, thanks for reminding me. So, mm-hmm. so this came out in 1983. Well, Tom Jones, you know, well-known lounge-type singer from the late 60s, uh, teamed up with uh, the Cardigans, pop Swedish pop band from the mid nineties to cover 1984's burning down the house. And I kind of love it. I mean, I think, you know, David Burns got that yelly shouty voice, but Tom Jones, Tom Jones has just got, you know, liquid velvet coming out of his mouth. He's, but uh, I feel like even with it though, he's doing like Tom Jones as it's Tom Jones doing an impersonation of David of, Byrne. Of David Byrne, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like he hits every note so or everything so hard on the front end and yeah. then goes like hits the vocals and then goes into Tom Jones on the back end. I'll it, say that goes into Tom Jones. <laughs> I'll say this. If if you want if you're out there because you think music is fun and you want to just ex- experience fun after you're, you know, watching your 12th cat video tonight, Google or sorry, you know, go onto YouTube and, and just look up Tom Jones burning down the house and it's Tom Jones and the, and the, and the cardigans covering burning down the house. And it's enjoyable. I, I, it's not, it, it, it's, it is, it's, it's fun and it's weird and where it came from, I don't I don't actually want to know because I'm sure that whatever the answer is is not as interesting as like why the fuck are these two performing together? Basically, like, I, I found so in nineteen ninety nine Tom Jones was doing an album of covers. 
and you know who's cheap oh cardigans they're not selling anything these days <laughs> mm-hmm. their big hit was in what 1997 so i just i just it, it just is so funny where it it's just and again the stories i would create like the cardigans are sitting there like, hey, mom, who's your favorite artist? Tom Jones. Maybe on some, like Tom Jones was he's been around. He's, no. he's been around. Tom for Jones is sitting with his, uh, you know, room full of representation going, Tom, we've got to do something fresh, something hip. What are the kids like these days? That, yeah, probably that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's 81 now. So, yeah, he was in his he was in his. 60s late, it was late in the 60s late 50s. when this late 50s early 60s when this came out yeah actually you know damn did he did he i think he was coming off of uh, mars attacks in the late 90s wasn't he in mars attacks i have no idea i'll say sure i i i'm kind of thinking it was tom jones i'm, I'm probably totally wrong tom jones mars attacks let's see here Yep, 1996, Tom Jones, Mars Attacks. Goddamn right. You know, when when you are acting next to Jack Nicholson, you're obviously a great actor. I'm actually looking at this album, the Reloaded by Tom Jones. Uh-huh. And there's a lot on there. There's is a this lot our of next, people there. Is this our next episode? We should do this one at some point. It is. Like, honestly, I'm I'm like, uh, when you said it, I'm like, oh, I do know that album. And I remember, like, when I went through the whole, what is it, Lounge Against the Machine, um, Tom Jones. There's another one that's, that's, oh, man, I'm not going to remember what it is. There's another lounge performer that's really big that does, um, okay. it does stuff. Anyways, th- there's just a bunch of them. And yeah. as as you're kind of going through it, I remember this album. But I mean, like every track is featuring someone else. So it's like with the Cardigans, Cardigans with Stereophonics, with Robbie Williams, with Divine Comedy, Van Morrison for fuck's sake, James Dean Bradfield. I mean, like there's like yeah, Bare Van naked Morrison, ladies. The Pretenders. <laughs> oh my God, Little Green Bag, Bare Naked Ladies, and Tom Jones. I need to I need to hear this. Well, then maybe I think we figured out. Well, add this to one of the lists of episodes Fucking that we still need to Portis do. Head, 90s man. Music, Portis Head is on this album. Ah. Yeah. Um, this is, this is, I got to see if there's a vinyl of this. <laughs> Hands down. Haven't listened to it. I need it. <laughs> need it. All right. Well, I I think you got uh, my, my, my dog who turned a year old this today is. Is whining, so we better wrap this up. We better wrap this up for that there puppy. Yep, wrap it up like a puppy. Wait, don't wrap your puppy up. That's don't that's, wrap your puppy up. No, but give this a listen. Let us know what you think. Um, love hearing from y'all. But as for this week, I have been Carson, and I've been Barry. Thank you for sharing your time with us. If you liked this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. 
We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, baby it's cold, cold outside. outside.